Welcome to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. The language and conversations contained within this podcast are often not suitable for minors, nuns, people with heart conditions, the humorless, and the easily offended. Spoilers for the films discussed are often in abundance. and we're actually on air this time usually when we do these behind the scenes here if you if you are not familiar we usually record these on youtube and just strip the audio and usually i keep these private or unlisted i fucked that usually usually we're naked but today the clothes are on people it's a yeah it's a good thing the one time i fucked this up we actually kept our clothes on so uh, anyone who actually ends up jumping in and watching by mistake are not going to get the uh, peep show but this is intermission number 20 of They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. And I'm your host, Lee Russell, joined by Paul Romali. How are you doing, sir? Hello, very good. Uh, for the YouTube rep subscribers, you'll get full penis. Yeah, there you go. And this is the first bonus episode for October. We plan on doing a couple little bonus things here and there, along with the regular episodes. Yeah. Just for your convenience. So this is going to be a little bit shorter than a regular episode, but we still have some interesting stuff to talk about. First thing I I want to mention before we get into anything we've watched uh, in the last little while, before we get to the actual movie we're going to be doing. A couple weeks ago on uh, Gary Hill's Cinema Beef podcast, where we covered uh, Blood Tracks and Cut and Run. That has finally been released uh, on Cinema Beef, and I'll put the link down in the show notes when this is all finalized and edited, but I listened to the episode today, and it turned out really good. Good. I saw it on the the Facebook. Do they know we have a Facebook? Yeah. If you were not aware, they must be destroyed on site. On Facebook is the single best way to get in touch with us and discover what is going on with the podcast in any given time. If you would go on our They Must Be Destroyed on Site Facebook page right now and join up as a member, you would see I linked my appearance on Cinema Beef on the page. So there Boom. you go. No, yeah. no. Boom. Get that shit into you. But we can move on to anything we've watched in the last while. I have nothing really to mention. So, uh, Paul, I will throw right over to you, sir. Well, I mean, we just had a great time talking about uh, City of the Living Dead and uh, mm-hmm. and the Beyond, and the main actress in both just had a birthday, so happy birthday. I'm glad you're still alive. Katrina okay. McCall? Yeah. Yep, yeah, good for you. Glad you didn't die partway through the year. Happy birthday. <laughs> um, okay, we got, uh, for me, I was watching the of Nightmare, of course, uh, just one of my recent purchases, and then I was watching a couple episodes of uh, Kojak, the Night Stalker, which oh, is yeah. actually a really, really good show. I don't some people don't know about it, but I actually really enjoy it. Just picked up the H.P. Lovecraft's Infinite Evil of the Lurking Fear right on. on DVD. So this is, I think this is a full moon. Of course, it's a full moon direct yes. release. Why wouldn't it be a full moon direct release? <laughs> and, uh, but uh, Jeffrey Combs is in this, so I'm really looking forward to it. I've seen it a long time ago. Same time, probably same time I saw I watched Castle Freak for the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, so I'm going to give it a go. And I will, since I'm a big Lurking Fear fan now on the story side of it, I want to see how it compares 
And I'll give you my synopsis later. I can't even spell synopsis, so I probably won't even do that. There you go. <laughs> right on. Awesome. You ungodly warlock. This is a distress call from across time and space. I am Babs the automated biological support system for the humanoid known as the Witch. Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock is the weekly chronicle of his fight for survival and entertainment on the junk heap of the future. Episodes are transmitted in 15-minute pulses across the dimensional divide weekly for your listening pleasure. As you will learn, the future is not set in stone, and a flux capacitor is a girl's best friend. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Come join the rest of the Meat Popsicles in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash witchvs the doomsday clock. The replicant known as Witch can be found on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr and Instagram by searching for T-H-E-W-Y-C-H. The Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Now in the words of Lord Humongous. Just walk away, and there will be an end to the horror. Hello, and welcome to Hello, This is the Doom Show. I am Richard. And I hate the burning. Shh, who are you? Speak. <laughs> and I'm Brad. She came in and said, bark, 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 and he said, bark, 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 and she said, bark, 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 bark. that's what I got. One is the Suspiria boner, the other is the Inferno boner. <laughs> which, anyway. which one is crying? <laughs> the boner of tears. <laughs> Hello, This is the Doomed Show is available on hellodoomedshow.podomatic.com. Dot com and doomedmoviethon.com Hello, hello, this is the Doom Show, Richard Brad Jeffrey Nava. It's the Doom Show. Hello, hello, this is the Doom Show, slashes, G.I. Low and Horror. Badasses, Boobs, and Body Counts is a weekly podcast that discusses grindhouse and exploitation cinema. Your three hosts, Mike. It's a quick. <laughs> Thank you. Come again. Not racist at all. Mark. If you bend over and you have what is essentially a pubic cottontail coming out of the crack of your ass, you need to do some goddamn grooming. And listener favorite, Iris. I do not have sex with that horse. <laughs> will make you question your own political correctness while laughing at theirs. Episodes drop every Sunday and can be found by searching BB and BC Podcast via Libsyn, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and iHeartRadio. You can also listen to episodes directly from the show's website at badassesboobsandbodycounts.com. Hello, I am Adai Argento, and when I am not making a movies involving my daughter being naked and spreading her butt cheeks for my camera, I am listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Site, a move of a podcast. The schools.
Yeah, so I guess we can just like jump right into the review here. And what we're going to be looking at Ooh. is Nightmare from 1981, also known as Nightmares in a Damaged Brain, if you're yeah. in the UK. That was sort of the UK title. Prepare yourself for the most intensely shocking motion picture of our time. Nightmare. The motion picture everyone is talking about. Hello? Hello, Steve? you in Dawn of the Dead and Friday the 13th, special effects director Tom Savini. Now comes Nightmare. Kathy? It's only a dream, and dreams can't hurt you. Are you there, George? Daddy! George, don't hang up! Where do you go? There's no place to hide. Century distribution coming soon. It's um, just had its 35 year anniversary release, re release. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, directed by Romano Scavolini and written by him as well. Uh, it was starring Barrett Stafford as George Tatum, Sharon Smith as Susan Temper, CJ Cook as CJ Temper, Mick Cribben as Bob Rawson and Danny Rowan as Kathy the Babysitter. This was well. I'll go to you first, Paul. Uh, before I get into my thoughts on this one, uh, when was like the first time you saw this, and what are your sort of initial thoughts on oh, this? Oh, this was a long time ago when the internet was first young and and porn was still new. Uh, it was one of those kind of deals. It was. Um, I got on and I just started searching stuff on the internet when I can actually realize that it wasn't just for pornography. You could find horror and pornography. You know, it's one of those kind of like, oh, okay, cool. So, and it was on uh, one of these lists. Sadly, it wasn't a video list like you could see now, it, like where you could just click on it, could watch all the movies. It was more of right. a check this one out, and they explained the deaths. It was one of those kind of deals. And uh, you know, and uh, well, I'm not going to give away. I'm not going to say what the ending said because it'll give away the ending. I'm not doing that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, it was, but it was on a classic list of woman gets killed, head exploded by basketball. <laughs> it was one of the, on, on one of those classic lists of really weird deaths. So I was like, okay, let's, let's do this. I got to check it out. The other one that I got, I got a chance to actually watch uh, recently again was the Slayers, which was on that list. And yeah, Slayer, I don't yeah. own, I, I, did, I don't actually own a copy of it yet, but it was a uh, full, was it full nippled woman gets pitchforks through tits. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's good. And then you could see how fake her chest was, you know. But yeah. they made sure those nipples stuck out longer than the pitchforks almost. It was, <laughs> it was, it was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think that just got a uh, like a big it, time. It, it's uh, uh, it got a Blu-ray release. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Arrow maybe released that one. I think it was one of those things, one of those little nips in the buds that makes me go, ah, oh, should I get a Blu-ray? Should I? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I'm still yeah. hanging on, but uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so am I. Yeah. Uh, so this is a first time watch for me. Actually, first time watching just today. I, I watched it this afternoon. First thing that struck me about this one is that <laughs> it fits firmly in that sort of maniac, uh, don't go in the house kind of territory. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. it's very it's very much, and I would argue this is way more vicious and just grimy than those two films very grimy very grimy. Yeah. it has it has all the nuances to me when i watch this and i've watched it a few times now it has the nuances to me of the color me blood red vibe those mm-hmm. those those things the wizard of gore those nuances from the 60s and early 70s but it's made in 2000 you know in not 2000 1989 81 same yeah. year i was born but it doesn't look to me. It doesn't look like it was shot in in nineteen. You have to understand, American Werewolf in London and The Howling came out mm-hmm. in nineteen eighty one. Like, like you know, uh, the thing came out a year later. I mean, things like that. It they, they don't. It doesn't really. The only film that I could say horror wise that that meets the look of this film, and you could barely tell because I don't think they turned a light on in this film. It was called Screen. From 1981, right? Uh, apparently, all the lights blew out before they started shooting the film, and they fixed them. Must must fix them afterwards. <laughs> but like you know, the only that's one of the only films from 1981 that I can actually be like, okay, the, if you look at that, you can look at the quality of Scream, which are still good films, but eh, I don't know, they're not exactly with the rest of the caliper from that <laughs> that era. It doesn't yeah. look like it's a cheaply made film either, though. It, no, it just, it, it just looks like there's not a good print out there anywhere. Yeah, it it looks very raw. I mean, as you said, raw, raw yeah. and dirty. Just for the listeners here, and uh, I'm going to avoid like super big spoilers on this one because I think this is definitely one that's obscure enough where people should probably try to look for it if they're interested after listening to this podcast. But I'm oh, going to. I will make a spoiler. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Paul might ruin this episode, so I we'll might we'll, ruin we'll it. see. But uh, I'll just give a quick little <laughs> synopsis I pulled from IMDb here as well, just just to give people an idea what this is like. Uh, Tobias Brojung, uh pr- provided this provided this uh, synopsis in IMDb. A mental patient who is troubled with horrible nightmares has escaped from his hospital. Actually, he was released from. No, the hospital. he was released. You fuck up. You yeah, this fuck guy... up, Tobias. Kill yourself. Tobias fucked up, motherfucker. Now on the streets, he can't help killing innocent people. But there's one family he's more than interested in, and when he tries to kill them, he finds that it's not that easy. They're not talking about my family. 
No. <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of uh, I kind of enjoyed this. Uh, I will say the way it's shot and everything, it, it's a little bit incoherent. Uh, very, like, very, very incoherent. Yeah, it, it, it takes it takes a while to actually sort of catch on to what the fuck is actually going on in this film. Yeah, um, like but the fifth or sixth watch. Yeah, but uh, I mean, at the same time, I think some of the scenes are just like really well done, like the nightmare stuff that mm-hmm. that he that Tobias goes through. Um, or Tobias. No, I'm, I'm thinking of the fucking uh, George Tate. George oh, Tatum. Jesus. Tobias Waitley from the Dunwich. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, the, the the George character, the killer. I think he's he does a really good job acting in this, and the way they shoot his sort of switch over between remembering these traumas right. in his past and stuff, and the way it builds up. I think it's actually pretty well done. I think and the, does... and the, and the liberal use of Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> or not trying to oh. the uh, plop plop fizz fizz oh what a relief it is yeah the the antacid or whatever like <laughs> fucking yeah, yeah uh, nobody foams at the mouth like that just because they're insane just just you know newsflash <laughs> or, having a, or having a seizure I've seen people have seizures they don't foam like that yeah or because they've uh, or because they're horny as fuck as well yeah uh, yeah I, I will say this is it's a pretty striking scene uh, where he first gets released and he's out on the streets and he goes to a peep show. Mm-hmm. And uh, this oh, oh, don't ruin my spoiler. Oh, okay. Well, you, you well you ruin it then. You spoil. Okay. Well, I'll just say the best part of the film ever is the girl with a gigantic, nicely bushy bush playing with her pussy with a vibrator, and you can actually see lips and everything. And mm-hmm. she's talking to him about how she he wishes she wishes he was in there, you know, doing the whole teasy thing. That is the best part of the film. I'm telling you, the best part of the film. I could it's watch pretty, that over and over again. It's it's pretty shocking for eighty one too. You don't expect no no that, that you can't. I, I was I'm glad you said that. You cannot find that in most films anymore. Like that is pretty like full lips, full full clitoris and lips getting played with a toy, and it's like whoa, is, is this happening? I remember the first time I watched it. So like I was set back a little bit, going, "This is fantastic." Yeah, and I mean, yeah. you, can, you, you can understand why this immediately went on the videos, na- video nasties list. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, and this is the most notorious film of the video nasties list because, and I have his name here too. This was banned, video nasties, and the this distributor, David Hamilton Grant, he actually got thrown in jail for six months because he refused to cut the film by 60 yeah. seconds. Wasn't it the uh, English? It was England that hit it first. Yeah, that was the people that actually hit it first. Yeah, yeah. that causes the big yoo-hoo and woohoo. You know, yeah. even though if you go to any street corner pub, you'll find like a fucking row of pornography magazines that show worse than that that you can buy. Yeah, but uh, you know, there you go. That's fine. Actually, I I was started watching this, and the thing is, this film it starts like a roller coaster ride. And then goes to a, a Sunday country drive for about twenty seven hours, and then and then, <laughs> and then and then and then films and then finishes back with a excuse me a roller coaster ride. Yeah, you get all this plotting family shit, and uh, that kid, CJ. Yeah, he's, he's either the best or worst actor in the world. He's almost as grating for me as Bob from House by the Cemetery. He doesn't talk as much, but he, when he does talk, you just want to punch him. Yeah, and you can tell right right from the fucking get go <laughs> that that kid's fucking warped. Like you, you yeah. can just tell. I went into this blind, and I watched this, and first introduction to this fucking little psychopath. I was like, okay, there's going to be something at the end where 
it hints that he's going to be the next killer or something like that. And lo and behold, there Ta-da! it happens. <laughs> There's a smile. The smile. You know what? He could win the world with a smile. They used to say that back in the day. Not so yeah. much anymore. Yeah, they, they learned their lesson. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it is a little slow in the middle. You know, like, it, it takes a little while to, to build. No, it's, it's, I mean, I understand. I'm a little short in the middle, so I get it. It's okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time, it, it, it packs enough shit in the beginning of it. And there, there is a couple killings. Like, this, this movie has the balls to kill a child, although it's off screen. Yeah, um, right. Which we got robbed with that uh, the jogger's death. We got robbed. Yeah. Let me step back in time, shall I? Shall I? Mm-hmm. Shall I? The beyond. We got robbed with Martha's death. Absolutely right. fucking robbed. We got robbed in this one with the jogger. Absolutely fucking robbed. You know what? I want my money back. <laughs> well, actually, I have to correct you, actually. I went back and looked at it. You must have a different version of the beyond than what I had. What happened to Martha? I want to know. My cock is erect. Let's go. She got her head pushed back into a metal spike, and it popped her eyeball in. I was saying, you know, what it should, remember when I watched it? Well, I don't yeah. know if you remember. If I said it should have went through it and popped her eyeball out, but it never did. You just you get teased with it. So I have a different version than you have. You have a cut version, yeah. I have a cut version of the Beyond. I'm throwing it away tonight. I'm throwing it away. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, when I was going back through the editing of that episode, I was like, that doesn't sound right to me because, I mean, I was too drunk to fucking even know what the fuck you were saying while we were recording it. Um, well, I mean, I was only saying truth. I wasn't, you know, saying lies. It, my, yeah. my version doesn't show that. It's just, yeah. that's. Too, I was too drunk to pick up on that. But uh, when I was doing the editing, I was like, wait a second, that's not the version I saw. Well, that's good. I'm glad I said something because now I have to seek out the good version. Mm-hmm. With no yeah, kanji. Yeah. No kanji. Lack yeah, of kanji. You, you got to get like the the latest grind host. Oh, for God's sake. So, I mean, there's, there's Japanese fucking writing on it. They'll push squids in women's vaginas and assholes and put that on film. But you won't watch a girl's eye pop out. Right. I mean, come on. Yeah. I Even mean, though there, uh, is, there is an anime where the guy actually pushes the girl's eye out and fucks her, which is pretty fucking fantastic. Yeah. Well, well, they have but, they, they they have a weird censor board in Japan. Oh, like, I know. I, uh, I half, know. Half, half the reason why their their porn and all their stuff is so weird is because it's a workaround from like the weird rules that they have. Well, I just want to do a virtual high five. High five. I think high the five. same thing. I think the same thing. Absolutely. If if you guys weren't so censored because of the crazy stuff. You wouldn't be so nuts in your porn. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah, thank you. I'm not the mm-hmm. only one who thinks that. What uh, are we but... talking about? Uh, oh, yeah, Nightmare. Okay, off back screen, on the board, off screen back deaths, on the board yeah. train. Yeah, back yeah, on the board train. Yeah, the, that that hot jogger who you just you, you never was, see her death. Yeah, she was pretty good looking. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. totally tongue that asshole. Even jogging, like nice and sweaty, totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you just see the aftermath, and then the kid finds the body, and then it's like, oh, the kid's gone too. Off screen. Yeah, he, yeah, I mean, like what I watched that scene. What he was backing up. And the guy was was he coming up the stairs while he was backing mm-hmm. up? Is that why? Yeah, he was coming that? up. Yeah, he was coming okay. up the stairs. He saw his shadow. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. gonna say I see the shadow, and I'm like, is that supposed to be the shadow of the kid backing up, or is that the guy coming up? And then the kid ends up dead. So I just kind of assumed. Yeah, a lot of there's a lot of assumptions in this film. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was a really good shot, and it's kind of surprising <laughs> that they didn't show those deaths because uh, I'm assuming it must have been a budget thing where they just couldn't do it with the special effects budget because. 
you you have that first kill where he he comes up behind that woman in the towel and just slits her throat and then stabs mm-hmm. her in the belly several times. Yeah, because if you cut a woman's throat, you all you see is black, lots mm-hmm. of black. You just you, if you keep cutting, it's all black in there. The women are the devil basically, <laughs> and they wear they wear female suits. And if you cut their throats, all you see is red and black. So, yeah. Uh, uh, try this at home, kids. Uh, cut your mom's throats. <laughs> Let's see what happens. I'll tell you what. You only see black. Yeah. But yeah, I'm assuming that was special effects thing. And that would just lead me to uh, talking about probably the biggest controversy with this film, by the way. Uh Uh-oh. We need to talk about the fact that Tom Savini's name is plastered all over this fucking film. And he claims he had nothing to do with it, basically. Well, the thing with Tom Salvini in 1981, he was so all over the place, he could never have done this film. He, he was on set. Was he? Are, like, the, I, I, don't see a, I don't see a single Tom Salvini thing in this film. And this guy has been, in 1981, he was all over the place. See, here's the thing. The director to this day swears that he was on there. There's definitely people in the movie who corroborate that he was there. But here's the thing. Savini was only on there in a sort of uh, instructional <laughs> role. Was like, he like guidance, like a visual yeah, guidance? He was, he was just there like to help out, like give a little direction and uh, a few pointers, apparently. But there are photos of him actually being on set. But Savini to this day claims that the movie is a piece of shit and that he had nothing to do with any of the special effects. He he was basically well, just there yeah, in an advisory I, role. I, uh, Okay, he might not have been he might have been not been hands on, but Savini is a dick, and mm-hmm. uh, the movie isn't a piece of shit. It's just yeah. yeah, like it's just not it's not star quality film. I know, but you know what? I love John Russo. I want to suck John Russo's dick. I want to tell him that next time I see him. But um, <laughs> you know the thing is, um, I love the dark craving, dark uh, the the dark craving that I have, which was another film of his own. Bloodletting or something like that back in the day. Mm-hmm. Tom Salvini was the star in that fucking film, literally. And that film's shit too, comparatively. So how about you take <laughs> your mouth and you fucking shut it? Because you know what I mean. Like the film you starred in is actually pretty much garbage. Of it, so you know what I mean. Like Tom, shut the fuck up. His gauge for quality isn't exactly. Uh... <laughs> it's it's not it's not exactly. Outside of his Romero stuff, it's it's not exactly a hundred percent. Well, the other thing is, like accurate. most people that love Tom Savini don't even know fucking Dark Craving exists, right? You know, I just know it because I'm a big Russo fan. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that that got me, uh, I don't know about you, as soon as the film started, going into it like I was the first time I watched it, it was like not knowing anything, and this was really cool. And I want to hear your idea of it. I don't know if you ever saw this film. It was called The Undertaker and His Pals. I've heard of it. I've never yeah. watched it though. That's a really fun one, too. They kill this one bitch. Uh, I'm sorry about the negative term on women. Cunt. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, after they kill her, the funny thing is the next day, chicken breasts are on sale. <laughs> it's just, it's like things like that that just make you laugh your ass off. Yeah. But it has the same vibe. And uh, as soon as he gets up, the first thing he does, he pulls off the covers and he sees this woman's like mutilated corpse in the bed and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm in for a ride. That was my first assumption of this film as soon as I saw it, the mm-hmm. beginning of the film. So what did you think about that? Yeah, I liked it. It was, it was striking <laughs> because – and I, I like how they uh, slowly hinted that something was wrong as well because as, as the camera panned down from his face a little bit down the bed, uh, you saw that there was like some blood on his knee. So you're mm-hmm. like, okay, something weird's going on here. 
and then he pulls the sheet off, and he has no cut on his knee or anything, and then it immediately switches to the end of the bed with all the blood and the mutilated corpse and all that shit. And However, when you look up back on his legs, they're completely clean. Yeah, they're completely clean. But, I mean, it's a dream, so, you know, who cares? <laughs> but, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, it's a dream, man. Okay, yeah. we're good. So, it works in that, that context. Um, I'm not going to lie. We've been drinking. We have been, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this was surprisingly good, though. Uh, I, I like the fact that it basically blatantly stole from Halloween. I mean, yeah. you got the terrorized babysitter, although it turns out much different than it did in Halloween. You got screaming children trying to well, raise... Well, they, they did a lot of that phone play, that uh, mm-hmm. when a stranger calls phone right. play. Yeah, and you got screaming children trying to alert the babysitter about danger. You got a killer wearing a mask. I like the mask too. The mask is pretty cool. It's it's like yep. this Abraham Lincoln type mask kind of thing. It's something that you can't really identify. Yeah, it's very un- yeah, it's very different. Yeah. I kind of dug the mother's uh, weird uh, Tommy Chong like boyfriend who. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, what is that all about? <laughs> a, a total out of left field aside, like he's just he's he lives on a boat and he's he's in. Uh, black briefs and he's making out with her all of a sudden and it's like what where did this fucking come from what the yeah. fuck's going on i'm surprised he didn't die in the movie uh, i was really surprised by that i'm not gonna say anything about that right now I'll, I'll move it on a little bit later but uh you get to go back to the area of the psychology ward because apparently he was he was instituted mm-hmm. he was pilled mm-hmm. he was cured and as tobias completely fucked up he was released yeah that's the thing that I was about to say. Um, it's very much on that sort of anti-psychiatrist, uh, anti-mental health uh, care kind of the failure of the mental health care system right, in, right. in the early '80s kind of vibe. Um, yeah, he's cured, <laughs> and of course the the guy who thinks he's cured is this like fucking crazy ass dude who's just, he looks like he's a burnout hippie of some sort, and then like his his colleague is like. What do you mean you let him out? What the fuck? He, he's obviously the guy who killed his dad and shit in, uh, yeah, in the past. And, then, and, and as soon as he takes another hit, he's right back at it. Yeah. So or it, like, or like for instance, that you have to understand the guy who released him. His name is Paul, mm-hmm. and he's all Pauls are fuck ups because I'm a Paul. And then as soon as the guy sees pussy again, he fucks up because just like me, as soon as I get pussy in my face, I become a re- retard. I mean, that's just the way it is. I'm Paul. Yeah. And I love pussy, so I'm a complete fuck up. Stands to reason. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot um, fix this. It's unfixable. I'm just telling you right now. Yeah, but I mean, that works too. I mean, again, as much as it steals from Halloween, it's also kind of polar opposite in certain regards because you don't have like a Dr. Loomis here. You mm. you just have you just have this a bunch of fuck ups from the psychiatric ward. And... Well the weird thing about this film is you have Halloween that is going off after a specific topic. Mm-hmm. He seemed to happen upon a specific topic because he's trying to return to a certain place. Yeah. And then he doesn't really mean to do what he's doing, but he's just doing it because that's who he is. There's a couple of films like Alone in the Dark where right. Jack, Jack Plants, you know, and stuff like that. They go after the doctor. They go mm-hmm. after the, like, they focus on something. This guy has no focus whatsoever. It's, it, yeah. And that's what, what people would bother, like, kind of like City of the Living Dead. They would complain there's no focus. Well, there is none in this film. And there, I, as far as I can see, it's, it's wandering through, and whatever happens in his daily life, he could have a completely normal day. Yeah. And then the next day, something could happen, and that could just trigger it. It's more yeah. trigger. Yeah. 
That's the problem. One point I had here, uh, well, actually two different things. Uh, first off, I, I like how the innate cheapness of this movie sometimes shines through where part of the score actually has theremin music in a, in a small part where it's like... It's like, where oh, the yeah. fuck did that come from? <laughs> I think theremin music is awesome. Oh, I love it too, about? but I was I was totally surprised. It like took me, just caught me totally off guard because I did not expect to hear it in a 1980s slasher film. Um, yeah. You're right. I was pissed off because I was why does this car sound like it's breaking down? It keeps driving. I'm like, go, 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 go. And he just keeps on driving. I'm like, go, 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 go. Why are you still driving? Usually when you hear shit's going down. And they did that for like five miles. I'm like, uh and then finally the car the car broke down. I'm like, oh okay, there you go. Thank thanks. Thank you, because I was getting pissed. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only other note I really have is I did get a kick out of near the end where the babysitter is taking care of the kids and George finally gets to the house and he's stalking them around the house. The babysitter's boyfriend shows up. Oh yeah, and, and then does the sneak attack. Uh, yeah, well, not, it's not even that. It's after they end up fucking. He seems like he's been stoned by her pussy, apparently. Because he's, he's dumb as fuck. He's crawling on the floor like, oh, where's my pants, man? I need another oh, joint. Wait, like, I, I, I've been there. There's a one woman I was with right before I got married. She, like, sucked the life out of my dick. <laughs> she so did. Like, like, I, it was like, wow, what the? I don't know. I don't know what's so, happening. So this apparently this guy had at the very least before he died he had like the 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 fuck of his young life. Right exactly, there. exactly. <laughs> like you're done, you're done. Just die, just die on a high note. Die on a high note. Maybe not struggle so much with the cord around your neck, but die on a high note. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to mention, or do you just want to like Tons go to your final of stuff? Thoughts? I want to mention. Well, go ahead. Jesus Christ! Query. Query, I want to make a query. Okay. So was this like the first time in film that you actually see besides like uh, war games that you get to see some like low budget talking to a computer? I don't know if it's the first time. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's some stuff in the 70s that's uh, comparable to this. But um, <laughs> I do question why you would have four monitors set up and every one of them shows the face of the killer. And then you have that like one monitor in the middle with some text going up in it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of question like why anyone would have that set up at all. Other no, than... no one, no one would ever have that set up. No, that's a movie set up. That's yeah, just bullshit. Because I, I started watching, I was like, are they talking to the police force? Is, is is this the first time you actually get like internet chat? Like, what are you talking? Like, mm-hmm. what, what are you? And like, it's so realistic, uh, unrealistic. The whole thing, like, query, why would it be a murder? Because of this, and then why yeah, would this? There, there would be no. There would be no like database setup unless they were connected to like a military establishment of some and, sort. And and back then the internet was not anything but military based, so they yeah. wouldn't even exist. Like I don't understand that. And the other thing that pisses me off, and it's a moot point, I know. Shut up. But it pisses me off. <laughs> when you have percentages, it equals one hundred fucking percent. That's it. It mm-hmm. equals one hundred. You don't. This motherfucker has five possible places he could be, and they add up to like two hundred ninety-six <laughs> percent. You motherfuckers! I, I mean, I really understand that you want Dayton, Ohio, to be the place, that, or fucking something, Florida, or whatever. That yeah, they, uh, Daytona, that you wanna, Florida. Day, Daytona, Florida, that you want to go. I get that, but don't make it ninety-one percent when the other ones are like fifty-eight, thirty-one, twenty-seven, fifty-five. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was yeah. gonna. Like it equals one uh, percentages are supposed to equal one hundred at the end. 
That's yeah. just the way it works. So you could have made one, two, ten, five, seventy-four. Oh, then there you mm-hmm. go. It must be here, you know. Ah, yeah. Pissed me off. <laughs> pissed me off. Look, look, look. You treated them. You believed in the pills. You rehabilitated them. Now he's on the streets, and he's killing people. And we can't have that. Yeah, we can't have that. That would be a mistake. <laughs> so you find it, and you fix it. And yeah. I was like, you know what? Paul is not Dr. Loomis. Paul no. is a stupid, weak piece of shit that looks like Bob Ross. Paul could probably barely work his bong when he gets yeah, Exactly. Him. I was like, you know, I'm just trying to get high after I clock the fuck out. <laughs> you are asking way too much from me, motherfucker. He's 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 got pottery class after work, and he's and this, he's tr- this, this fucking Napoleon Dynamite fucking tall short motherfucker whose cigar is bigger than he is. Mm-hmm. He, he talks like this. We gonna find it. We gonna fix it. And you son of a bitch, if you want your job, we're gonna get it done. <laughs> and I just want to punch him in the face. I was like, how did yeah. you act with this guy? I really want to hit him. And you know what, Frank? I could take Franklin all day. This motherfucker, I want to hit. Yeah, yeah, you know he, do, he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the personality <laughs> or charm of Franklin. That's for sure. And he's not in a wheelchair, at least. Yeah, yeah like I, that you're standing on your own two feet. I'll punch you in the face. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, you know, you punch Franklin, you feel bad afterwards. But this guy, exactly. Nah. Like, yeah, I pummel Franklin to a pulp, but yeah, I kind of feel bad. I'll take him to Chuck E. Cheese. This guy, I'm just gonna kick him the street and leave for dead. Well, Sally, he punched me in the face. Sally, Sally, get back and push down. Make me come after him. <laughs> That's right. Oh, it's good times. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this one a lot, though. Um, like I said, how this kind of fits into the maniac and uh, don't go in the host kind of mold. It's very much in that same sort of wheelhouse. I mm. think it's probably lesser compared to those two. Out of all three of them, I think I like don't go in the host the best. Don't go into the house is fan fucking tastic. Yeah, there's another one too that's really cool, and it's a different setup. Please God, please, but don't go in. Don't look in the basement. You have to watch that. I think yeah. I've seen it. It's really great. It's that's, that's a fucking fantastic. I know. One. I know. I own it. It's it's, it's yeah. on a couple of my fifty movie packs. So. Exactly. Yeah, it's a great film. To me, though, this film is really weird because it really and the desperate call to Paul from George. Mm-hmm. And the pills aren't working. They're too strong. It's too strong from the pills and this and this. You do feel he's a victim. Like, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, he's, he's – the, the system failed him. They let him out with the, their the trading. System, yeah, the, the system completely fucking failed the guy. He's not fucking why. He's calling me like, I'm sorry, this isn't working. And I'll tell you what. I don't know about taking scissors and putting – I mean I kind of do taking – put putting scissors in the girl's abdomen, but I'm not going to talk about that right now. Yeah. But I know, well, I'm just saying I don't know. But it's got to be easier than the way the film makes it look. Like, yeah. you know, like, or harder, rather, than the film. Like, you just go in and out, and in and oh, out. Oh, it's, 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 like it's like he's cutting cake. I mean, yeah, I like, mean, oh. if, if, if you, if you want to get specific in the details, stabbing a person and actually removing the thing you stabbed them with is actually incredibly difficult because of the exactly. suction. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and this guy's like in and out. Okay, would you would like a piece? Okay, I'll cut you. Uh, that's okay. You want some more? Okay, then we're good. You know what I mean? Like a big piece? Oh, cut a big piece. Like I was like, that's not really how it works, though. Mm. Then they sort of uh, allude to it being almost a, a sexual thing for him, where it's like he's penetrating well, her. 
I really did enjoy the fact that he uh, was like, I don't consider it eating the flesh. They were trying to say like it was eating the flesh. Yeah, he's just sucking I, the blood. I, he, he was sucking the blood. He was like Basically. sucking the blood off his finger because he remembers getting the blood of the hooker off his mouth yeah. when he, his dad was. A, and by the way, his dad was a kinky fucker and liked mm-hmm. to get tied up and rode and all this stuff by some. Oh, he liked he, getting slapped hard enough to have his nose bleed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and well, that, literally, you could just touch my nose and it'll start bleeding. So that, that's yeah. me right there. He, he, he but, was in the rough. He was into some rough shit. That guy. Yeah, yeah, and even though there's no whips or just her, just she, he's a, he's a hand guy. Yeah. yeah. Sooner or later, like he'll be bent over and he'll she'll, she'll be up to the fucking elbow. But we're not going <laughs> to talk about that right now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but yeah, and he comes in and, and the, honestly, I don't, I do not, I. To this day, I watched this this film a couple of times. The film does not, and maybe it's my own mentality. I do not get the vibe. See, th- there's two vibes you can get, right? Mm-hmm. Either that's really hot. I'm pissed off. That's not me. So I'm going to kill the bitch. Or, hey, that's my dad. Get off him. That's not right. I'm going to kill the bitch. And I never get the, that's not right, get off my dad, I'm going to kill the bitch vibe from this film. I'm like, I do not get that vibe yeah. at all. I get that, I'm angry, he's getting the pussy, I'll kill the bitch. That's all I get from this film. Yeah, and they just, don't, they never really flesh stuff out. I mean, at the same time, they do make it kind of striking, though, at the end, where they keep shooting back to the killer's dead body down the bottom of the stairs and right. remembrances of him as a kid looking in the mirror. Some of that yeah, stuff's yeah. really, really good, but no, they never, they never tie it all together in a really. I, I just like way. I, for the God damn it, Lee. Oh, see, the problem is when <laughs> when they don't use words, right? Because mm-hmm. the whole scene is is vague, like they don't use words. You have to get the idea from a facial expression or position or something that oh my god, you're doing that. Like the kid has to have some kind of facial expression before he starts whacking with an axe. That I'm mad. You're doing that to my dad, or I'm mad because of this, and you don't mm-hmm. get that. You you get a stone face. This a stone face killer. A stone yeah, face. It's, it's not. It's not Silent Night, Deadly Night, which is See, yeah. Very the thing is, a stone face killer happens because a very emotional person, mm. a very emotional person, becomes a stone face killer. It's not a stone face person becomes a stone face killer. That does because a stone face person would go, yeah, smack him again. And walk out. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't give a fuck. It's it's emotional breakdown. So you, if you see this, you got to see a kid like being very confused, very upset, crying, not knowing what to do, and then walking away, seeing the axe, becoming stone faced, walking away, and then killing the bitch. Yeah. This film does the absolute, completely fuck up job of that because I just realized why I'm so fucked up. Wow, I just did this online. Okay, and we're not gonna go there. We're not going there. We're gonna <laughs> keep on talking. But there you go. But yeah, it's like there you go. Like you have to understand, understand. There's a thing that people have to do to get emotion through when you're not using words. Yeah. And this film doesn't do it correctly. But if you want to see a kid smack a hooker's head off with an axe, woo woo! There you go. Yeah, and then plant the axe into his dad at the end, which yeah, is yeah, because I love that. That actually is the best. Because you yeah. know what? Why did you make me do this? Fuck you! I'm gonna do you too. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I mean, again, that's that's a great money shot at the end, though. For you know, mm-hmm. hey, you you set through the semi boring middle part. We're gonna go all out at the end and, and all give you the, the fucking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love um, it. it's like plain Jane axe in the face, and then 
uh, Mount St. Helens at the end. It's like, whoa, <laughs> Old Faithful just went. <laughs> Interesting uh, bit here. Apparently, the director, he announced that uh, he's in production of a sequel to this, apparently. Nightmare of wow. the Wandering Soul 2018. Wow, wow, yeah. okay. Just go, uh, just go quick to DVD info for this. Code Red released the 30th anniversary uncut, and then they released... Uh, later on, the 35th anniversary one in 2015. That's what I have. Yeah, and 88 Films also released the Blu-ray and DVD in 2015 as well. So uh, there, there there are a lot of options, and you can just watch this on YouTube. There's like a couple different right. on YouTube as well, and they're, they're the uncut ones. So that Are we going to delve closer to the end of the film now? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, um, George... Georgie boy, hey Georgie, mm. I got a balloon down here. Uh, they make one. He makes a call the first time, and if you look very, very, very closely to the film that only lasts for like a second, you'll notice he's looking through some kind of photo book. Mm-hmm. And if you ever live with a grandmother, you know what these fucking things are. They, it's, it's more like a photo, like film book that they she shows you all the time and talks about people you never knew and, and like acts like you should know them. Yeah, you know what I mean, those kind of things. And that is one and only the only link that I can find to the end of the fucking film. And that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, that's the only fucking link I can find. So please yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. That is the only link to this fucking film I can find because when the kid sees the son of a bitch taking out the garbage, he still didn't recognize the motherfucker. So it must have been really fucking long ago. I think you're right on that. I think. Yeah. Because that's it. That's all I got to build off of. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, you know, if if the listener's confused, watch the film because it's actually worth watching, especially if you like this sort of stuff. I mean, if if you like Maniac... the thing is about these uh, things that we do, we do a lot because we enjoy them, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't, we don't want to, even if we don't like a film, right? If we don't like a film, we don't want to discourage someone from watching it. We want to yeah. encourage people to watch these films and get their own assertions, the whole deal, the whole vibe of the film. And the thing is, if we, we're trying to be nice here, we don't want to spoil the whole thing, but we want you to watch it. Yeah. And then comment on our Facebook page. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, what what are your sort of final thoughts on this though, uh, Paul? Uh, it's half assed, it's okay. There's a roller coaster ride at the beginning, a really long country drive in the middle, and then a roller coaster mm-hmm. ride at the end. But all on the all the all, it's not that bad. I don't mind it. I really don't mind it. I think it like again, comparing it to Maniac and Don't Go in the House is it's lesser of the three, but at the same time it at least boasts the most graphic and violent very very graphic and, and okay, okay. Greg, are you listening? Girl plays with hairy pussy with vibrator on yeah. cam. Greg, you might want this on your uh, on your uh, fucking on your uh, on your face on <laughs> on your on your movie watching cue. You might want to mm. stick this one on, sir, because what it lacks in coherence and uh, good storytelling, it makes up in spades with just violence and pussy and blood and that mm. sort of thing. So yes. It's pretty good in that respect, yeah. I'm very glad the kid had to do more than two whacks to take the head off. Yeah, that, that was Be- good. Because, you know what, one whack would have made me angry, so I'm glad there was at least two. 
<laughs> yeah, the kid ain't Jason Voorhees. He's, yeah, come on now. <laughs> you got to work for it. <laughs> you got to work for it. You are Paul Bunyan. You got to work for that shit, man. Yeah. So, Paul, tell people where they can find you on the interweb. You can find me on Facebook, PA Brew News, Funeral Dogs, Permanent Midnight, the whole deal. YouTube, PA Brew News, Twitter, PA Brew News. Pretty much that's it. The P, Paul, PaulRomelli.com, and then uh, Oil Paintings by P. Romelli on Facebook. That's all. That's all of it. And of course, you can find us at tmbdos.podbean.com, where you can find our iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook links. And of course, join our Facebook group because that's the best way to get in touch with us and find out what's coming up on the podcast. We hope to have some more uh, bonus material here, short little stuff like this, in the uh, sort of filtering out in the entire month as with our uh, main episodes. And I'm not sure exactly what's coming up. Uh, I have plans with my brother a uh, commentary on Burial Ground, The Knights of Terror. Oh, very good film. Yeah, uh, that, that should be fun. And I think I'm going to do another little intermission here that's going to show up sometime in the next week or so. Just talking about a couple movies I watched in the last little while. Maybe um, we can have a continuation of the Lovecraft stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just put my little two cents in there. Motherfucker! <laughs> well, we'll figure some shit out. So, uh, thank you everyone for listening, and uh, thank you for joining me, Paul, and uh, we'll be back when we're back. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you for listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. For past episodes and links to our iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook group, please visit us at tmbdos.podbean.com. There you can also find links to other podcasts and websites of similar interest. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, please consider giving us a 5-star rating and a review. 
please join our Facebook group as it's the single best place to get in contact with the hosts and to know what's coming up on the podcast. Thank you. Drive through.